and welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, AKA Creston Woods, and with me today, we have a special guest. He's a basketball referee. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us like where we're gonna go. Um, oh, by the way, his name is Evan. <laughs> Evan, uh, What's your last name? Singletary. Singletary. Yep. Oh yeah, like Mike, yep. right? Is that yep. your uncle? Yep. Yeah. Really? That's what they say. That's what, That's they, what say. they say. I mean, it's not. No, it doesn't come to I've family events and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, but he is me. family. Okay. Yeah. For real. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so Evan, welcome to the podcast, brother. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about refereeing. So like. What kind of referee are you, and how did, like, yeah, like, explain that for us? Yeah, so uh, I'm a basketball referee Yeah. from the jump, um, but I referee at many different levels. So high school, college, uh, some uh, professional stuff in the summer when I can get it. Um, so referee at many, many levels. I've been doing it for about seven years at this point. Um, started as a freshman in college. Uh, always knew I wanted to be a referee, and so this is kind of the path that they tell you to go to get to the big times, whatever that may be. Um, and so I'm on that path. I'm on that journey right now. So you've always wanted to be a ref? Always wanted to be a referee. So take us back. Are you from here? From California originally, Southern okay. California. So you're from California. Um, where'd you go to college? I went to college at UC Irvine. Uh, I was a track and field student athlete there, and I spent five years there. So you weren't even a basketball player before? No, I mean, I hooped in, like, elementary school. I was better at track. A sport. Always have had a love for basketball. I have a, uh, it's a weird love that I have for basketball. So why refereeing, then? Like, like what, what made you go on the other side of, like, the game? Because, like, uh, refereeing is a huge thing. And then basketball, it mm -hmm. gets crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, please. It does get crazy. Uh, but the, the, the reason I chose refereeing is because... They always say, I don't know who they is, but they always say, if you can't play, you coach. Yeah. And at five foot ten, there's not very many opportunities for me in the big times playing basketball. So like, there's a f like most of the is like honestly, anyone can make it in ninety nine percent of the sports um, if you just put in the effort and the hard work and you do more than the other guy. But in basketball, where if you're not a six footer, it's almost it's. <clears throat> minuscule chance you're gonna even get close yeah. like you know yeah. so like yeah basketball is one of those sports absolutely I mean the biggest thing in basketball is height not everybody gets height yeah I right? didn't, right? I didn't <laughs> yeah. either no. so you know at 5 foot 10 I couldn't play couldn't play very long yeah. um, and they say if you can't play coach well I don't the X's and O's don't come to me as easy as as it should as a coach right well, yeah so and it's hard to be a coach if you didn't play at the higher levels, right? Because, like, the the players only respect you if you've played, like, above where they were, right? Like, like cause if you're a college coach and you never played pro, like, they don't, I mean, yeah. I think that there's a level of respect, but I think that there's some experiences that you can't help them learn because you've never experienced them. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, you can't play, can't coach, referee. And honestly, like I've probably I've probably been looking at referees since I was about nine or ten. I was that kid where during AAU ball, when you came off the floor, your coach would say, hey, I need you to pay attention to who so and so's guarding, because that's who you're going to guard when you go in the game. I'd go in the game and I'd never know who I was guarding. 
because I was so busy watching where the referee's at. Why is he blowing the whistle? Why is she standing right there versus over here? Why is it? Why is this person looking this way when the like, ball? These is on people the other side? are part of the game too, even though like they don't make any of the plays, but like they make a huge impact. Huge impact. We're the third team out there. You've got the yeah. home team, the away 100%. team, and then our team. Yeah. Yes. So. I thought that that dynamic was really, really interesting. Um, and so I grew up, Googled it a little bit, watched a little bit more NBA basketball. Um, and then finally one day I asked a high school referee how to do it. And That's awesome. He said, this is how you do it. Now, I didn't listen to him. I literally <laughs> didn't do anything he told me to do. But I signed up for this, uh, for this uh, organization called National Junior Basketball. Um, and I was in their pipeline, never worked a game. And then all of a sudden I got an email from a random guy who said, hey, I'm gonna have referee tryouts at this university, or this high school, um, and I want you to come try out. And the high school, literally, I kid you not, Woody was right across the street from where I was living in my dorm at UC Irvine. It's like meant to be. Meant to be. <laughs> so, nothing, like, you're like, all right, I'll walk across the street. Like, yeah, 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 I could walk across the street. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have a car at the time, yeah. so how was I gonna get there? Um, so I jumped on Amazon, ordered a referee shirt really quick, ordered a whistle, had some black shorts, had some black shoes, went out there and refereed. And I ended up doing a really good job. And like, none of your friends wanted to referee? You just like, I mean, did you do this by yourself? That was, yeah, that's just me. That's just me because I knew I wanted to be part of basketball, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it in a sense of I have a tie to the game, but I when you want to be up there with the boy, like the big dogs and like yeah, but you can be there. Absolutely. As a ref. Absolutely. You can be there as a ref. And so you talked about, you know, genetics playing a part in some things. I don't think genetics has played a part in my basketball journey because I'm still around basketball. You found a way, you pivoted, but it made it work. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I exactly. love it. And so um, talk to us a little bit about like uh, what it entails like in a game like so uh, like give me some strategies like refs use and like what about like talk a little bit about the positioning I know we can't like see a court right now <laughs> and we're just talking so we we're imagining yeah. but yeah yeah I mean I'll try to break it down to its simplest form um, it's you get three people out there and you want two people on the ball side Whatever side, whatever side the court the ball is sitting on, right at that moment, you want two people over there. Yeah, because you can't just have one guy get the point of view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't have one guy get the point of view, and then generally what happens next to the ball is another play is happening. A screen, uh, somebody's cutting through the lane, somebody's coming to set a screen, so you need that other referee to help with that action. For like off-ball fouls and different things that are going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And then you kind of have that third window where it is significantly off ball and you have everything happening on the other side of the court. So that's what that other that third referee is. And you, if you watch a basketball game, we kind of sit in a triangle. Yeah. We, and you guys move different positions where depending on where the ball's moved on the court. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And that that rotation is dictated by the person that's on the baseline because we've got the view that allows people to allows us to put our partners in better situations yeah and like so i was an umpire in baseball and it's like the home plate umpire is like the head umpire right so do you guys have like a head guy that yeah the baseline uh judge i guess or is it rotate it, it so it's we're never in the same spot right yeah when you have when you have baseball umpires you have football referees they're always a line judge they're always a home plate umpire yeah we are what we call a trail lead and a center or a slot in the NBA, we're all three every time. 
in the uh, game. So you guys so don't we wear switch. all the hats. Okay. Yes, but there is a head referee. It's called. They're called the the crew chief. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like taking the fall if it gets worse. Yes, yes. So the crew chief takes overall responsibility of the game, as um, any leader should. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, that's the ultimate pinnacle of everybody trying to reach that crew chief status in like a game seven, right? Crew chief, game seven, NBA championship. Yeah. Like this guy is <laughs> causing everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Like he has such a big. Uh, part of the game but also um you know really what what crew chiefs try to do is they try to just do what's right for the game of course because they're they're fans of basketball they're not fans of either team like it's a you know unbiased opinion you guys are just fans of basketball yeah and so for you (laughs) let me ask you Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite team i don't have a favorite team yeah like players you like or things of that nature is that that what you go towards more now since you're a ref yeah try to take it away I think I just like when um, players are able to do well, right? Yeah. So when you look at a team like the Sacramento Kings this past season who hasn't done well in a really long time, they did really well this season. So when you look at that organization and what they're doing, you're happy for them because Sacramento, California is not that big of a spot. It's not that big of a hot spot, at least. It's not in L.A. or New York or Miami. You know what I yeah. mean? Those are the, yeah. They're, they're genuinely LeBron James. Time to be playing basketball. Respect. Like, LeBron, like, I mean, for whatever you guys think about him, I mean, I don't love him the most, but, like, I respect it because he is one of the best yep. players of all time, if not top Absolutely. up there. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And so you have to look at also the Los Angeles Lakers and say, wow, they're doing a really good job given everything that they're dealing with. That's what you look at every team and really say. Wow, they're doing a really good job. So I like players, but you know, if a player, um, or I'm sorry, if it, it's so, a team game, um, there are cool players, um, but I just love basketball and I want to watch good basketball. Yeah. And so, I mean, you guys are rotating around. You got three of you out there. Like, how do you guys make all the calls and like how many calls go by and like what's that like? Yeah, so like how, like how I mean you can't always be looking at the ball, right? You got to be looking ahead of where it's going because it's like more anticipation based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let me yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so we 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 our goal is to get all the calls. We don't get all the calls. Yeah, so. I mean like uh, do you notice them when you miss them and like yeah. Yeah, so if you you can notice a call that you miss and sometimes it kind of follows you or like like haunts you in a way yeah. because you're thinking about why did i miss that how am i not in a position to see that what can i do better to never miss that again and so that's what that's that's kind of how you look at it we we are right a lot of the times so. though and it's because of the system that we work in it's because of our desire to do well for the game and it's because of our discipline to following that system and continuing with that desire that makes us able to get those calls you have the intention yes yeah and so like and with that like yeah you guys care about the game and and if you guys didn't that's why you move up in levels because people see that you care about the game Mm -hmm. rather than um a guy trying to get a paycheck for a job because i mean you can go get a different job that pays the same and you know it is not as intense absolutely i mean this profession is not for everyone it's yeah. not. You're the bad guy, like all the time. And you got to be able to handle that, like mm-hmm. because no, like, not a lot of people like their ref. Yeah, 
the fans don't like the ref. The players that made the foul don't like the ref. And so, yeah, how do you guys deal with that? First of all, you have to have a baseline knowledge of I'm upholding the integrity and the standard of this game, right, in everything that I do. So when you have those nights where you're like, ah, I kicked a few plays or, you know, maybe I missed a, a, a jump shot foul here, um, you always go back to your own intention is pure and it's genuine and it's good, right? Now, when you're dealing with, uh, I will say the feedback, because um, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I would call it criticism also. But when you're dealing with feedback and criticism, you have to be able to filter through what is right for the game and what isn't, what is not. And what right. is emotional? Yes, and what is emotional? What's logical and what's emotional? Exactly. And you guys are t- supposed to make the logical decisions. Yes. Not the emotional decisions. No, because if we're making the emotional decisions, we can't be consistent on those. Yeah, I mean, like, like the sport has rules for a reason, right? And so, like, within those rules, you can play the game. And, yes. And, yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. Um, and like so that. we have to sort of- Yeah, but like you think I see a lot of makeup calls in the NBA. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like uh, a thing that they actually do consciously or is that like you feeling bad and then you quick to trigger or is it are you making it up because yeah. you missed it and like trying to balance the game out and is that what people do? I'll tell you what it should be. All right. Okay. I, I, I don't like to comment on how people referee a game because when you're truly not in those shoes, you don't know what's happening, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I will say what it should be, and what it should be is in the call right for that game, right? So, if you if you're if you're refereeing a game, right, and at warm up time, I'm watching the players, watching them warm up, trying to find out who my lefty shooters are, who are my shooters that kick their feet out when they shoot. Who are my shooters that are shooting three-pointers versus two-pointers in layups? Because that'll tell me what they're kind of going to do during the game. Yeah, so that, I mean, this guy's going to get fouled because he kicks his foot out just a little, like James Harden, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this guy guy kicks his foot out, I need to be aware of that. Now, what I have to do is I have to go within the letter of the law, right? Yeah. Well, the rules say you can't kick your leg out to draw contact. They made that after... James Harden, right? Yeah, like uh, they changed that rule, right? They changed that rule, and it's a safety thing for players. We we were we were seeing so many players shoot jump shots and land on ankles, land on knees of players. It was an injury. It was yeah, an injury. Injury thing. risk for sure. Absolutely. So that's kind of where that rule came up. So when that happens in a game, and I call the correct call. Now it's dealing with that player and kind of managing that hard in the side and calm that player down, get them to go to their next play. But that's a clear-cut play. That's a black and white play. There are gray plays in basketball that are very hard to referee. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had this one play where a couple weeks ago where I've got a guy who's six foot eight, barreling down the lane literally about to launch off his foot to dunk the ball and i mean i can see this dunk coming i'm like this is finna be the dunk of the game (laughs) right here and then out the corner of my eye i see a seven footer rotating over to Uh now play defense 
and I'm thinking, six foot eight, this guy's about to make the dunk of the game, seven footer rotating over on movement, trying to defend his basket. We're going to have something here. Contacts happening. Absolutely. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. So now I have to think about what I need to do to prepare for that. Am I in the right position? Am I looking at the right thing? This is all split set. This is like milliseconds too. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this it's is all like so quick. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. yeah. It's so quick. And as the players get better and as the players get more athletic, it gets faster. <laughs> yeah. So now we have to be faster. Um, but, you know, in that play... I I still don't know to this day whether I got that play right or wrong. In the moment, I was 100% about it. But as I think about it more, that seven footer is just as athletic as that six foot eight guy. And remember, I watched him during the warmups. His footwork was on point. He had great flexion in his feet. So he might have gotten there and he might have gotten there legally. Maybe I shouldn't have called a foul. And so those are the things that sort of play in your mind. And they do they eat at you like after? I mean, you're talking about right now, so yeah, he's definitely got it on the back of his head. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. you definitely do. They definitely eat at you. But at the end of the day, you always have to get back to. In that moment, I did what was right for the game. Yeah, you made a firm call. I made a firm call, and I stuck with it. And we, as a crew, my partners and I, we were all consistent. If, with, if, yeah, if you call something, they back you up, game on. Everyone's happy. We can continue to play. And it's not even that, you know, I call something, they back me up, and they call it the same way. Yeah. And then another similar play happens, and they, the next partner calls so it the same way. So we have consistency in calls. Yes, and that's, that's, that's the, the – there's two things players and coaches want. Consistency and to be heard. Yeah, we hear about consistency, consistency a lot in baseball with the zone, right? Like, so, like, if the zone's big for one team and the zone's little for one, the other team, like, you're going to get chirped as an ump. Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. that's real. And, and even in baseball, you know, catchers have the ability to kind of frame, frame. the pitch. Oh, yeah, that was right? my job. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, like, so, you know, we have to distinguish between being able to frame a Exactly. <laughs> so, and it's the same thing in basketball, you know, it's just contact, fast play, big guys, and that's the reality of it. So, you know, you being able to navigate that world is is um, the overall goal of a referee. Yeah. And, and But in the NBA, they do make some makeup calls, for sure, to balance the game. I think... I mean, it, it's what it looks like. That's, that's, no, that's, you know, I like, think, you know, I think what people don't understand a lot of times, or maybe they don't want to um, admit is that there is a level of entertainment that has to happen in the NBA because it's fun. It's exciting to go yeah. to those games and watch those guys, those guys on TV. It's exciting. So what people don't realize is a lot of the rules and the mechanics are focused towards scoring, focused towards, and honestly... Making it, the game exciting. Making the game exciting. That's why baseball just changed all their rules to make it faster and more base hits and more stolen bases and they did it because it's more exciting for the yes. fans. Right? And not even just for the fans, for everybody. For the in the game. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. The, the players like it too. Yes. If if you know in high school if a team gets two free throws and doing whatever you were doing before that. Let's just keep the game moving. You know, let's handle what we need to handle, get it out of our game, and keep the game moving. Yeah. 
that's that's sort of so when you when people say you know they make makeup calls or they miss calls on purpose i don't think that's it okay i don't think that's it at all cool no i mean i wanted to come from you know the actual referee <laughs> as the guy who doesn't know much on the sidelines you know yeah so. i mean i that's not it for me you know yeah. that's not it for me that's not it for i don't that's not it for a lot of people that i that i you know really enjoy working with in the referee world do it that way all right fair yeah is there any rules um in basketball that you feel are kind of so-so like is there a rule that you're like i wish this wasn't a rule so i didn't have to call it all the time mm. or is there like mm-hmm. uh because it's kind of a waste of time um or do you think most of it's pretty sound because it's been a game for a long time <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's def okay so it's definitely a sound game yeah it's definitely a of sound course game. Um, do I think that there's some areas of improvement? Absolutely. Um, I think in general, what people don't understand it, and I think players, so you're having mm-hmm. to, as a player, as a coach, and as a referee, you're having to adjust at every level to something new. What's, uh, what's some of the major ones that are different? Traveling. Traveling? Traveling. Oh, yeah. Like Traveling. in the NBA versus in college? Yes. Yes. In college, you get one, two. You get two steps. Yeah. Right. In the NBA, you get two steps after your gather step. Right. So essentially, it goes zero step, one, two in the NBA. And that's legal. In college, it goes one, two. Anything after that is illegal. You don't get anything before, you don't get anything after. So Uh. those are two rules that are different at the high school, college versus the nba level so players going into the nba they don't realize they got an extra step essentially they can be a little lengthier with where they're at they can they can take that extra step to power up to get that big time dunk uh so it just makes the game more exciting to give them a little extra exactly yeah and then like it's i I don't know if it's in the nba i mean some guys are really good with ball handling but like Mm -hmm. the carrying is like a thing or no it's freedom of movement and what's the difference between the ball player's actual ability, right? Yeah. What most people don't realize is where the defender's placed when they think carrying has happened. Yeah. And a lot of times it's the ball handler just protecting the ball. Now there is a, a threshold, right? The ball has to come to a pause, the hand has to go under it, all these things play into it. Yeah. There's a threshold. But now you have to consider now that let me run back just a little bit with that threshold. That's the science of the game. Now we have to develop what's the ball. Did the ball really pause? Or is he just that smooth with his moves? Yeah, like it looked like he was like faking it almost. Like like right. Kyrie looks like he's under the ball, but he doesn't touch it. And then he moves it back. And like, yeah, so it's... Right, but then you, when you look at Kyrie's game, you realize that Kyrie Irving only moves when you least expect him to that's which is why it looks like a pause (laughs) yeah i'm so serious that's why it looks like a pause but if you watch it in fast time slow time it all looks the same it all looks the same crazy it's crazy (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it looks the same in everybody's eye you know and what we have to determine is well what's our standard well i have to be able to see that hand go under the ball and for it to pause and then I need to ask myself, does it gain an advantage over what the defense is doing? Right? Yeah. And if it does, you hit your whistle, call the carrying violation, (laughs) you point the other way, and you continue the game. 
and you stick with it. Yes. Say, say it confidently, care, call it, and make it happen. Absolutely. But now you got to be consistent with it. You yeah. see it again. So you see it again on the other side, too. That better be called. You better yeah, be getting Oh, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> you better be. You know, because, I mean, you're going to get people who are involved in the game, a.k.a. the players and the coaches, uh, and they're going to want that. And it's up to you. It's your job to supply that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And so tell me a little bit about some of like, the cool things that you like experience if you've had as, as a ref like now so that you've been in it for a little while mm-hmm. um and like refing some like higher intensity games some more like higher levels so like any good experience any cool stories yeah i mean honestly every experience that i have is a cool experience um but i'll like there are a lot of experiences that i've taken one thing about referees is that we travel like crazy we travel like crazy. Your uh, lifestyle's like on the road. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, you live out of a suitcase. Um, and so what it does for you is it takes you to so many cool places. I've been to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm from L.A., you know what I mean? So it's like you just don't think when you're, when you're from a big city, you don't think about small cities. You're like, this is foreign to me. Yes, yeah, completely. Yes. You know, they had, yeah. they had, I think they had one postal station in town. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. What if it's ever? Slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if the you know the postal service fills up and they're like, it never does. I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, I've been to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I have friends in New Zealand, Canada, France, uh, Africa, all because of refereeing. That's dope. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think that those experiences with those guys, when you're in the trenches with those people, with these games, and, and, it, and it gets hype, and it gets active, and it gets exciting, those are the people you, you, know, you remember and you want to be with. Refs and stuff like that? Like, you guys really, like, you know, get close doing these kinds of things because you guys are doing it all together. I mean, the- yeah, if you think about it. I mean, think of, like, um, you know, military yeah. Genuinely, military brotherhood, or generally, military brotherhood is very, very strong because you've experienced the same things. You guys grew together. Absolutely. And so it's the same way with referees, except the community is a lot smaller. There's not very many of you guys. No. <laughs> no. no, there's not. There's <laughs> it's not, not like aspir- Not a lot of people have your aspirations. No, and it's just because, you know, one, I, I genuinely believe not enough people know about it. I genuinely believe that. You think that, like, if they knew more about, like, how much fulfillment you get, like, from doing it, Mm -hmm. that you see a lot more people wanting to do it? It's just not, nobody's aware. Yes, especially former hoopers. And they they know that they see the game all the time. They know the game really well. They could easily, like, slide into that slot compared. Absolutely. And it's just because the game of basketball evolves so much and so quickly that it takes basketball-minded individuals to pick up on the evolvement. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't love the game, you wouldn't be a basketball ref. You'd be whatever ref, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's been opportunities for me to be another referee, football, volleyball, um, umpire in baseball. And I just... I didn't have enough love for that game um, to really want to hone in on it. Even when I started refereeing and I started refereeing high school basketball, volleyball referees were making more than high school basketball referees. And I said, wow, you know, maybe I could do that. But it didn't fulfill me the same way. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, it, w- it shouldn't, right? It, that your love is basketball, and so uh, and talk to me a little bit about like what it takes, like physically, to mm-hmm. be a ref, right? Because like, talk about cardio. Like, I know the basketball players get that's like <laughs> the best cardio I've ever been in is playing pickup basketball for like weeks. But like, I would say like you guys do just as much running. Yes, I would say the overall what you're trying to do uh, from a physical standpoint is manage stress. 100%. And what's the best way to manage stress? Having a good cardio. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And so your heart rate has to be ready to withstand whatever comes at it. It could be um, the final two seconds of a game and you've got the two rivalries playing each other and the score is tied. You've got a six foot eight guy who's upset with you. Their star player has five fouls and they're on defense, so they might foul out. You're managing all of that stress and you've just ran up and down the court for 41 minutes. Yep. If it's a 42 minute game. And now you have to stay calm and collected and make a call. And yes. And, and you have to manage that stress significantly. I mean, I, I do those things. Yeah. So, I, you know, I find cardio in so many things. I find cardio in lifting. I find cardio in running. I find cardio in just walking up the stairs. To be honest, in my opinion, cardio is just challenging yourself to get up to a heart rate where you feel like you're... You're 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 getting better, if that makes sense. Yeah, a little bit of un- like getting comfortable being uncomfortable for a little bit, and then being mm-hmm. able to ramp down fast. Yes, yes, and keep your sanity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to be high. left in the game. He can't <laughs> like, come. All of your emotions and your stress, you will get fired. You will, and it's just, and it's only because that's not a part of the game. And with you being the person that upholds the integrity of the game, you can't be the one that puts that in the game. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, you have to manage, you have to manage those personalities and not everybody understands it from that point of view. And the reason I'm okay with that is because it's a charged environment. It's a competitive environment. Everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to win. It's competition. Like, we're not here to lose. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know, and, and there just has to be one, you know what I mean? But whoever that is, I want to make sure that they both got a fair shot. 100%. Dude, well, thank you so much for upholding the rules of the game of basketball because, honestly, we wouldn't be able to watch them without you guys. Like, you guys are Mm -hmm. the, you know, third team out there. Yeah, seriously. 100%. Seriously. Well, thanks, man. This this is cool. I mean, I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, And like I said, I meet so many people, and I wish more people knew about it, even at lower levels. so that they can get into it and just see if they like it. Hey, maybe someone on this listening to this podcast will be that referee. I you know? hope so. <laughs> if, if you are, reach out to me, shoot me a DM, and um, we'll get talking about it. So, like, um, what's the overall goal? You want to be game seven referee? Man, the overall goal is to. It's a really good question. So the overall goal is to be an NBA referee. Yeah, that's the overall goal, right? Now you said game seven. Uh, would love to do a game seven, but I w- I only want to do a game seven if it's done right. If it's not like yeah, you know I only want to do a game seven um, if I've done what I've needed to do to get there. You've earned it. Yes, absolutely. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to do game seven 
with sanity. That's the only way you're going to be able to do game seven, holding your composure. You've yeah. earned it, you know, and then, and at that point, you can consider yourself, hey, we are the three, there's an alternate, so four, four best referees on the planet for basketball. You can, you really can. You can say that because you're there. Because you're there. But if I can, and you've earned it, yes, yes, yeah. and with you know, with with the amount of referees, top seventy of like in the world of being a ref. Yeah, well, yeah. there's seventy-four NBA referees. That's, That's why I say yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to be one of seventy-four. Yeah, you know, and you know, if I can get into seventy-four and look at it and go, wow, twenty-five seems pretty cool. Wow. 10 seems pretty cool and then you know chunk it like that yes yeah. yes yes you know and there's a possibility to do that there's an opportunity to do that but to be one of 74 and to really uh embrace that position with uh grace um courage uh confidence and uh, a level of professionalism would be really really dope we need more people like you out there, man. No, 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 for real. Like, if, if that was, like, if anything, like, if all our reps could be that way, oh, we'd have no problems with anyone. You know, I don't think ever. So, yeah. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah.